Hello and welcome to the Student Council, an educational advice podcast made for students and by students where everyone is qualified to talk about their own experiences. Today, I'm so excited to be joined by another friend from way, way back in the day. I'm talking elementary school days, Colette Seaman from Belmont University. Colette, thank you so much for coming on today. Such a joy to catch up, such a joy to talk. How have you been? What have been your favorite five minutes of the past week? I am so happy to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's it's so much fun to be here. Um, I loved just spending time like and having a break, just being alone and I haven't seen anybody all week and I'm I'm happy about it. I've just needed to like take a break. It's been very busy in college and um but other than being busy I've been super good. So, yeah. Amazing. So you have you're another one of those schools with an early spring break. Like I feel like I guess this is kind of spring break season. It's like a span of 4 weeks between like March and April, but like we had ours not like this last week but the week prior to that which felt really early, but it's nice to know that we're not the only school who's like taking off at the start of March. Yeah, we really, um, I think we tried to space it out, especially since my school does two breaks. I don't know if you're, your guys have that same thing, but like I, um, I have one in Easter and then I have one now. Um, the Easter one's a little, but yeah. So I'm just kind of like, this is the longer break and I'm like able to relax now. And I think, I think they did that because like the week before I had spring break, um everybody was dying we were like yeah we were like we all were like walking like zombies to class and like had tests that entire week for midterms and things like that and it was just it was just a mess but other than that it was great so no absolutely like before christmas like before um like christmas break and spring break it's both like all right you're gonna get an absolute week of like midterms midterms finals midterms like it is wild how how all that goes we don't have an easter break per se but i do know that like we end by the end of april so like we basically are done before may so it's kind of like i think we're ending so close anyways that they don't like bridge it out much so i also yeah don't um no i don't know about you guys but like first semester was really easy and this semester is super hard I don't I maybe that's just me and my school but um I like I came back from Christmas like really refreshed relaxed and then I came back and I was like oh my god like I can't breathe like the first week there was just work 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 and it was way more than like last semester which was kind of weird That's interesting. I definitely feel you first semester is a relatively easier semester to ease into. Like I had an econ class. I think that was the only one that really gave me trouble per semester, but like everything else was totally chill. Thankfully this one, because I have a, I have a one and a half credit class and what it's done is thrown my entire schedule out of whack because I can't do like, it'd either be like 17 and a half or 13 and a half. And I'm like, "Mm, I don't know if 17 and a half is going to be good for second semester with like a bunch of other stuff that I'm like trying to do and starting as well. So it's like a lower class load but I definitely still feel really busy with things. Like there's a lot happening. So yeah, it's definitely like an interesting vibe. Can you explain that to me? Like the whole, um, like one and a half hours, like why not just make it two or like why not have one? Because we don't have that at Belmont. Like you don't have credit hours at all. It's just like class load or... You have credit hours, but not like half credits. Yeah. Like- to my knowledge, this is like literally the only one um, that exists, but it's like, it's for a requirement. It's a business communications class. You only meet once a week for an hour and a half, which I think kind of gives it that 1.5, mm-hmm. but it's weird because like we have another class where you meet once a week for an hour and a half and it's only a one credit class. So I don't, it's like a little bit, maybe more work for this one, but it's interesting the way that it's like, I'd be curious as well to talk about like, 
like the people who plan that out of why that's a 1.5 versus other ones being a one credit like i feel like i mostly understand the credit system but there's always a little bit of like gray area where i'm like i don't exactly know it's just kind of vibes but yeah well the the, the credit system is very weird as well and i this is the weird part like, like our school i don't again don't know if you have this but <laughs> but with my specific major we are required to take these seminar classes um which is like a group of people and we sing in front of them and and then the teacher or the professor gives us feedback um and there's zero credits like you don't get any credit for them and <laughs> life of a music student um <laughs> but we get no credit for those classes and then we get like one credit hour for or like two credit hours for um the lessons that we do which is like 30 minute lessons each week where we're we're singing but for the actual seminar we're, we're performing we have to um we, we don't get credit for those so like i actually am taking roughly 10 to 12 classes but like i don't know two of those two like two or three of those have like no credits worth of class so it's like you know it, it's just kind of frustrating but it's it's okay <laughs> Yeah. why it doesn't make know. sense that's so weird that's so interesting <laughs> goodness goodness gravy wow well speaking of college you kind of teased it there with the singing classes what has your college experience been what are you kind of studying and what are you really hoping to do kind of post-graduation and things like that oh wow okay so um i am my my major is specifically um a commercial voice major so let me just break that down so being a commercial voice major means that you are going to be singing more modern and contemporary music whether that's jazz r&b pop rock country all the works um and then you can also have other majors like classical voice major which is specifically like opera and classical music um and then you know it's it just kind of like all depends on what you specifically want um those are the two voice majors that you can have and then instead of a minor you are given the opportunity to have an emphasis which is um which is like a mini minor do you you have a little less credit that you have to take for an emphasis than you do for like a minor so right now i am plan right now i'm planning on um doing two emphases emphasis emphasis you know what i mean I um and um, and they're going to be songwriting and music business. Now that may change depending on workload because I'm like super busy right now, but, um, and I haven't even touched my, um, two emphasis emphasis. Um, and then I will, um, then after college, I'm planning on getting like record company deals, like in Nashville, I'm literally like two to three, a two to three minute drive from music row down in Nashville. So I have a bunch of connections um there or i will be getting for the next four years a bunch of connections um and then i'm hoping to perform on broadway just as a start up job um maybe my junior and senior year start working in there maybe even sophomore year um depending on where i'm at and then also um doing I, my end goal is to be able to perform for a large audience like humongous 20 20,000 you know people I love performing and that is that is why I continued with music um I mean you remember I was constantly singing constantly being like super loud and obnoxious in middle school <laughs> elementary school so um, I just figured I'd just keep going with it because it's what I love and what I want to do for the rest of my life. So yeah, that's so exciting. I have so many more questions to ask. I think the first one I'm like, do you have a dream Broadway role that you really want? 
Um, I, okay, so when I mean Broadway, let me, let me clear that up. I would be on Broadway, like New York Broadway, but when I said Broadway, there's actually a Broadway in Nashville, which is clubs and like, um, bars mm -hmm. at. It's like the Nashville version of Broadway. Okay. Um, it's to like perform, there's a bunch of performance venues where you perform with a band and things like that. Um, who's to say that I won't be on Broadway, but I'm not majoring or like Broadway, Broadway, like New York Broadway. Broadway, mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not really majoring in something that can give me opportunities or I'm not in a place where I can get a lot of, um, or I, I have a lot of connections to that specific Broadway. The one that I'm talking about is in Nashville. So. Nashville Broadway. Okay, that's cool. It is. It's so cool. I think I, I bet it has to be really nice, like having doing performing arts stuff at a school. Yeah, in Nashville, like that just feels like a really was that a big consideration then when you were looking at colleges of like a school in Nashville. Like, what kind of led you to Belmont in particular? Uh, well, first of all, Belmont is, I believe, one. I think I don't want to say the wrong thing, so I'm going to say top twenty, but it's probably less than top twenty. It's probably like top ten somewhere in there. Schools in the country for music, um, and they have really good programs, a diverse group of programs that isn't just classical voice a lot or classical music. A lot of um, like universities around the country have music programs, but they only have, you know, like a, like classical, classically based majors. Um, Belmont is not has that, but also has commercial based majors. So it prepares us for more modern and contemporary performance styles and ways to get ourselves into the in music industry for now, like for the current popular music instead of, you know, for classical, classically based music. Um, I chose Belmont because one, Nashville's beautiful. I love Nashville. It just, it, there's just this amazing um, energy that comes from the people. It's very colorful down there. Most of the year it's warm. I mean, there's only like two or three months where it's like semi, like a month where it's like really cold and then two months where it's like semi cold and then the rest is like warm or hot. And I'm like, I love warm weather. Um, I also chose Nashville because it is this, um, it is the, uh, city of music or like more contemporary music. Um, it's growing its platform in music. It used to just be country, but now it's like turning into jazz and blues and things like that too. So, and rock. So I'm kind of excited for that. Um, and it's growing. I, I really want to see Nashville grow right now, um, especially since like it won't grow as big as New York, but it's it's a nice size. It has like the outside of Nashville, which is like all of the like su suburbs. And then you got the in inside of Nashville, which is really small. And like the people are so friendly and family oriented. It's, it's just a great place to be if you want to feel encouraged to keep going with what you love. So I love that. That's amazing. It's so cool to hear that. I love hearing people passionate about why they chose these schools it's such a fun question in that sense because like I feel like generally I have not encountered somebody yet on this show where I've like asked them why are you at this school or what made you choose this and it's not this like beautiful passion pitch of their college which is so fun and so great to do I want to dig a little deeper into like your performing arts background and basically ask like have you ever thought about like the pinpoint of like why do I want to perform this way like what really because I feel like yeah it's been for forever that I've known you that you're you know passionate about singing and performing and doing these things I think it's so cool to have these visions of like 20,000 people like that's so amazing and exciting do you have you thought of like okay does this really come from like you know why do you want to do that I guess not to get too deep into anything but oh yeah no I I love getting deep it's, it's <laughs> one of you um I 
Okay, so most of my family um, um, has some sort of musical background. They're great musicians. My mom sings. My grandfather plays the accordion. My grandmother was a music teacher. My uncle was a music teacher. Um, I just have a bunch of musical people in my family. Almost everybody in on my mom's side of the family has played some sort of instrument, has sung in some way. So um, genetically speaking, that's where I get my sound from. That's where I get my musical. Um, that's where I get my musical talent per se from. Um, but I, I really was at first inspired by my mom. Um, she was discouraged to do like from doing any of this stuff. Um, back when she was, um, you know, in college, high school, even middle school, her father would like embarrass her and make her stand up in restaurants and sing. And she was very shy. But then also at the same time, when she actually wanted to go and, and, you know, choose to do music as like a career, she ended up, um, she ended up like being discouraged by her father. Um, he would say, oh, you need to be a triple threat and you need to be able to sing, dance, play an instrument, act, whatever. You need to be able to do three of the, like the big performing like skills in order to succeed in music. And that's just one, that's not the case anymore. You like you, you pick one thing and you emphasize that as much as you possibly can. I mean, look at Taylor Swift. Like she's a really good songwriter and she's like, she, she, like I, I love Taylor Swift, and I'm not going to hate on her. But, but like, like I, I honestly think she's like getting too old to be in the music business. But she, I will, I will say she is very, very good at what she does. With my mom, like she was told that she had to be like this amazing thing and, and do these amazing things in order to succeed. Um, that were like really hard to do. I mean, people back in you know the 30s and 40s could do that. Um, but, but there was also like a smaller, there, there was a smaller group of people that were accepted in that community, like, you know, thin white women, blondes, sometimes brown hair, like they had to be beautiful. And then you also had to do all these other things. And she didn't have a lot of encouragement growing up. So that's a big reason why I do this. I do this for my mom. Another reason I do it is just because like, I love making people feel things when I sing. Um, I've always been told that I make people cry. Um, and I've never known what that feels like until recently, like when I watch my sister do the same thing for people. Um, she's actually in a musical right now, but I'm, I'm kind of going off the, I'm going off the question, but my, I think my main point is that I, um, really enjoy, um, making people feel things and communicate to them through my voice and making them think. I think, I think that's really what I enjoy doing. So that's awesome. That's, I love both of those. Like, that's such a cool thing to hear how passionate that is and how like the history of it is. And yay for your sister in a musical. That's so exciting. Like yes. really it, does run in the family. That's amazing. It, she, um, she's right now, I'm actually going to go see it tonight. She's in a show called chess. It's like a, and, and she's like, she's like the Russian woman and in, in the show. Um, and she, beautiful voice. I love her so much, but that's amazing. I'm so, so excited. I, I bet she will do an absolutely wonderful job. So applause to her already. Now, <laughs> I have a couple of like, not logistical questions, but yeah. more kind of generally college questions about Belmont. I'd love to talk about a little bit about housing and dining because I feel like those are all college fundamentals um, for better or for worse. And so I'm super curious, like how is Belmont housing kind of better for you? Like, are you in freshman dorms right now? Do you think you'll kind of move into off-campus housing, dining hall wise? Like what's the 
dining situation like? Do you have a favorite bite of food either in like Nashville or on Belmont campus? Like just kind of the general rundown of those things. Okay, so living wise, I am actually living, I'm living in freshman dorms right now. Mm -hmm. I've had two roommates so far, both of which have left um, for different reasons. Um, so right now I'm actually living in a individual dorm, like by myself. Um, and typically the dorm space is like you have suite mates. So you have like two rooms and mm -hmm. you're like suite mates. So you have like four people per bathroom and there's like a bathroom in the center, in the center of them. Does that make any sense? It what does. I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but my room is a handicapped room. So it only has one room and a bathroom. And so I love it. I love living by myself. Um, but, um, I have no, no suite mates and I have no roommates. So I have like my entire room by myself, which is very nice because I get to practice and have my own space, like individual, like safe space. Um, but next year, um, I am planning on living on campus again. Um, but I'm going to be living in an upperclassman, um, housing. I, um, I'm going to be living in like an apartment styles just so I can get the feel of what an apartment feels like. And then um, the year after, I'll probably start looking for housing um, off campus. Um, as far as like off campus, like food, there's um, some really good places that I can walk to, which is really nice. Um, everything is everything that I need is in within walking distance. I have a grocery store like like less than a half a mile away from me. I have um, I have these like strips of. Uh, it's like a it's like strip mall, I guess is the right word, um, where you have like food and like really cute clothing stores um, with less than a mile like of us. Um, it, there's like two of them. One is called 12th South and one of them, another one is called Hillsboro Village. Um, they just have really good food over there. Um, Nashville is really known for their chicken, um, hot chicken specifically. Um, when I tell you every time I go out, the chicken is amazing. I, it, it is so good. I've never had chicken that good. And I am a very much a chicken person. Like I can't really eat like cow meat as much or like fish is good, but, or, and I don't really like ham and things like that, but chicken is so good. I love it. Um, and so I guess that might've been another reason why I moved to Nashville, but, um, as far as like on campus, um, housing, uh, or not housing food wise, I, um, we have like these little places on campus. Like we have Einstein bros and like this place called the corner court. It's like almost like a mini gas station and um with no gas pumps mm -hmm. um and then we have like chick-fil-a and this place called burrito bowl it's like an off-brand version of um chipotle <laughs> um then we also have starbucks and so we can use these declining points um on our um Bel our belmont id card and we have a certain amount each semester um, it, which is part of our food plan. And then we also have, um, we also have like a certain amount of swipes to get into the calf. The calf food is very hit or miss. I feel like that's how it is like at every college. They're either really bad or really good. Um, I would say maybe two times out of the three or uh, two times out of the seven days that there's food, you know, um, the food is like actually good. Two days out of the seven are like actually good food. Um, so I, I really do buy a lot of stuff outside of 
like, like I go to the Kroger a lot and get a bunch of stuff and then come back and just make my own food in my dorm. So I think that, yeah, it's certainly a full general phenomenon that college dining, I mean, for the task that they're given, which is to serve so, so many college students, I feel like, you know, it's, it's tough to like succeed greatly in that. And I feel like overall U of M does pretty okay. That's a really interesting thing to hear. Like I always like talking about housing and things like that. It's always a little bit different, but also there's so many commonalities throughout. Yeah, we have very nice housing. Um, we, I'm living in a more modern, one of the more modern dorms. Some of my friends live in like the older like buildings. And so there's like some mold happening in the, in the dorms, not to call out Belmont or, or anything, but we all pay like $30,000 a year. Like, come on, you can like get rid of the mold. Um, but I, I think other than that, like we, I live in a very nice dorm, like rec- most more recently, but like five years ago. Um, and right now, like Belmont is going under, uh, undergoing a lot of like construction right now. So like, I feel like they're constantly building. So, um, I'm hoping that more, um, residence halls will be available if that, um, for more kids. Cause more and more kids are coming to Nashville, especially to Belmont. So nice. Yeah. I think we're also getting, I think we're getting a new residence hall in the next couple of years. Rumor has it that they're doing one on almost, I think it's made for like marching band kids, which like imagine a housing full of marching band kids but it's like one that I think it'd be wild it'd be a fun experience because it's one closer to a football stadium which is generally like I'm in like central part of campus housing and it's still like a 20 minute walk like south so I think it's one that like for students in band and places like that that you can just be like really close to there and be able to practice so that'll be really interesting to see that development progress Mm -hmm. I Um, agree yeah now jumping into the questions I love asking absolutely everybody I get to talk to starting with the most what is the most impactful piece of advice that somebody gave to you at at Belmont or at Belmont in life anything that you think um so good you are not your music um I I really have struggled with that I'm I'm a perfectionist I really strive to be perfect every time I sing And I feel like that, and if I get really negative feedbacks, which I have, it negatively impacts me because I feel like they're taking a dig right at me and who I am because for a long time I felt like my music is what makes me who I am. And yes, in some ways that might be true. And, you know, music makes me, makes, or it defines certain aspects of my life. Um, it's also not who I am. I, and I've had to figure out that, you know, who I am is how I treat people. Um, who I am is how I act when I respond to, th- or when something happens that I don't necessarily want to happen. Um, or something that I do want to happen. How do I respond to everyone else around me? And how do I respond um, just, you know, in general? So You Are Not Your Music is really, I think, one of my biggest things I've been trying to work on and the best thing I've heard in a while. So I love that line. I think because that goes even beyond music. It goes to anybody who's, you know, has a passion, has a career as an industry, because like, not not necessarily that I'm a musician, but like anytime you know, when you take a stab at like pitching somebody anything level, any levels of like creative or any levels that you've put a lot of thought into, there's such a high degree of vulnerability with that. And if for any level of reason it doesn't go, it's like mortifying, right? It's, but it's yeah, not it's criticizing you yeah. instead of your craft, which it's hard to make that difference, which, you know, it's it's been tough, but I've, I'm starting to figure it out and I'm starting to 
see that, you know, I'm worth more than just my music. And there are parts of me that are, you know, better than or th that that make up who I am that have nothing to do with my voice or the instruments I play. So. Yeah, it's truly a lesson in framing and perspective and kind of taking a step back and zooming out on things. I love that. I love that piece of advice. Kind mm -hmm. of the other advice question I love to ask is you have an ultimate tip for somebody going into college in particular. Um, Don't be afraid to um, be who you are and be your fullest self. Um, because a lot of the times when you come out of high school, like I was talking to you about earlier before we started this recording, um, a lot of times people will hide themselves in high school or not be their full genuine selves because they're being vulnerable. Um, and they're being, they're scared that they're going to be like exposed and, you know, hurt because, um, because of somebody else. And I, and college just isn't like that. Um, as far as I know, as far as I've seen, um, you know, people are just, just want you to succeed. Um, especially if you surround yourself with people who want you to succeed, um, just be who you are and you'll, people will come to you who enjoy you and want you to, to do well, I guess. It's true. It is wonderful to be in groups with supportive people. Um, like kind of tangentially, like I'll, I'll briefly talk about like my experiences. So I'm at a business school at the University of Michigan, and it very much kind of garnered this like competitive -y reputation. Um, I'll say it that way. And I don't think that that's really the case. Like there is a lot of phenomenons of like students applying to, to similar, you know, positions or clubs or things like that. But I feel like throughout even those experiences, I've gotten to you know be in a housing community for business students. I've gotten to be just in so many different groups with these people. And it's generally always an air of, of support, which I think is really sweet and appreciative. And it's like something where I think everybody really wants each other to succeed. And like as people, you know, as I've seen like upperclassmen as they're going off, like doing internships and kind of going in those like really generally very kind of competitive and stressful spaces. Just there's a lot of support there in college which is really nice to see that was something that I don't think gets talked about as much when it comes to this stuff in college but I think it's important and to add on to that um I feel like that also goes with not just like surrounding yourself with people but also knowing your worth and not dimming your light um I like recently in college there's been there's so many talented people and in the world yeah. and I've not been exposed to it because you know, there's like, like, I've been in small private schools my entire life. I've been encouraged. I've been like told like, I'm the best singer ever, you know, but the reality is there's so many people that are so talented. And for a while, for the past semester and a half, I've really struggled because it's like, because I'm starting, I start to feel intimidated and start to feel like, oh, like, I'm not the only one, you know, it was like a big fish in a small pond. And now I'm like, a, I'm a, I'm a big fish in a big pond or big, big ocean, you know, like, it, mm -hmm. there's a really good musicians out there. Um, and you have to, it's not just about, you know, your talent anymore. It's about the look. It's about, you know, your kindness. It's about your personality. It's about what you can do and not dimming your light for anybody else to shine bright is, you know, a really good thing. You need to know your worth. Yeah. I like that you say it's about your kindness. It's so such a critical element, I think, to things that you can be a very, very great and talented person. If you're not kind to people, it's not going to go well in the end. It's just an importance of, you know, being kind.
So absolutely. Yeah, I, I'm curious, kind of, I think, kind of further in this conversation, like, what were some of your expectations going into Belmont? And, and how did you did they shift at all? How did it kind of kind of compare as you continue to go through? Um, For a long for I thought I was going to be more scared to um open up to people. I thought I was going to be like Belmont just seems like a very like going in, I felt very small, Um, just comparatively, like all these people had been here for a while. Um, And I met but everything that I expected Belmont to do or how they responded was pretty much what I expected. They um they were very, very welcoming and very um the entire school is very family based. Like they want everyone to do their best and they want everybody to know that just because you do your best doesn't mean that you're going to succeed. You know, just be you you always have to be, and this is where I'm gonna quote um Father Han. I don't know if you remember him. He was our um priest. Um yes, I'm gonna quote him, be the best that you can be. Um, being the best that you can be has really stuck with me. Um, and just knowing that, like, that, that there's a school out there that does the same things that Linton Hall does, but has like 10, 100 times, 1000 times more students and more talent in, in, in that school. And you need to know that you, by you, by you not being the standalone person, like they're still going to want you to do well. And they're still going to find ways for you to do well, which I really loved about Belmont. I love that too. That's a wonderful piece of advice. Speaking, circling back to that college dorm room conversation, do you have a like essential thing for a college dorm that you think everybody needs? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Slippers. That's the first thing I thought of, but there's so many things. Um, I say slippers because I often need a drink like from outside or like need to go get food somewhere like late at night. And I don't want to put on sneakers. That's mm-hmm. stupid. Like, I don't want to yeah. put on a purse. I'd rather just put on these like fuzzy socks or fuzzy uh, socks, fuzzy um uh, slippers and just like walk outside and go run errands at the, the closest um gas station, you know? Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree. I've gotten a lot of an equally as important responses of like, like shoes as in like shower shoes and slides and stuff like those are also very critical but no i have a nice pair of like little kind of ugg slip in shoes because sometimes socks are just too high of a barrier to entry or like there's some days i'm like no i don't want to put socks on right now i just want to put on my fuzzy little ugg shoes and go to the dining hall and have a great time so they are super critical i like that response a lot i love the good slippers i do um i another thing i would say that is very important is decorations Mm -hmm. Um, your wall space is like i mean some people like it more blank and more clean looking but the more decorations you have and the more like space that you bring in that feels like home the more comfortable you'll feel in your room and i think that's really important just so that way you don't feel like you're like like um decorations really like say a lot about who you are and they like you know make you feel a certain way and you don't want to get like depressed and you like when you're doing work or like being overwhelmed by college and i think just having that like thing that reminds you of home that thing that you can look at the wall and be like oh my gosh like this feels nice to look at that it just i think it really does help i 10,000 percent agree i definitely like one of the earliest things i did was you know i kind of had a college bought a couple like kind of like like smaller size like little posters and put them up and like use the like sticky velcro backs and like put them all on the wall and it's nice to have them to like look around at any like light based decoration is fun too like a cool lamp or like i know the the very common thing that i have also have is the like you know the the 
the strip light, like the, yeah. the LED lights that go around the room. Things like that are fun. There's these like nano leaf little light up triangles that I have that are kind of cool and pretty and like they react to music. So like you can play a song and they'll kind of like light up to the beat or like kind of to the music, which is really fun. So I love a nice decoration. Yeah, I have a lot of yeah. friends with lights um, mm -hmm. for them from the ceiling, which is really fun because like it always feels like Christmas in their room. Which is one of my favorite holidays, but we're not going to get into that. Anyways. So we talked before air about elementary school memories and really went down that rabbit hole, which was very fun. I love asking everybody, is there a moment from high school that they still think about? If you're willing to share, do you have a moment from elementary school as well that always kind of comes to your mind? Yes, I'll, I'll do both. Um, first, uh, for high school, one moment that really like stuck with me um, in high school was my last show uh, um, and the last performance of that show last year. Um, it was one of the most memorable moments for me, um, just because I knew I was going to be done. And so I needed to make it count. Um, and I have a, and I have a video and they actually, they actually downloaded the video, uh, an entire, the entire, of the entire show. Whoa. Um, and, um, I just, you could like tell, like, I was like, I was trying to savor that moment on stage. Um, but I just, I remember just sitting there and, or like standing there in front of like a whole crowd of people and just singing the last line of my song, which is as long as, uh, Bill needs me. I was Nancy and Oliver. Um, and I sang that and just like, let everything like go and everybody just stood up and just started cheering. And I like, I hadn't had that for a while. Like since actually I hadn't had that. I'd had people like cheering really loud, but not my entire high school career. I had not had the entire audience just stand up and, you know, and really like give me or give me like a really good cheer moment. So I, that was, that really stood out to me. Um, for elementary school, ooh, I'm gonna have to like go back in my brain. I don't remember if this was, I just, I really remember, I don't know why it was an image that popped in my head. Do you remember um, fourth grade? We went to Jamestown, I believe. I don't, were you there? I think you were there still. I left before third grade. Oh, you left before third grade. So it must have been, yeah, Christopher, because you guys were very close. We were. We were essentially the same. We weren't the same person. Like, I don't want to say that we were the same person, but like, if one of us was around, the other one was not that far. I just, I just remember like us taking a picture with Miss Farron. She was, that was our teacher at the time, I believe. Mm -hmm. And we took a picture in front of the boat. Like there's a boat in Jamestown. And I just remember us all, like, I just remember me holding a camera because I was like videoing the whole thing. And I'm like doing like little tiny, like, what, what is it? Um, it's kind of, I want to say like, what, um, I, I just basically videoed the whole thing and made a movie later and it was a lot of fun. But um, we, we just, I just caught a bunch of people doing really goofy things on that camera and I still have it so it's it's really it was really fun but that's that's the one thing that I do remember that's amazing I'm glad I wasn't the only like elementary school person like later elementary school person who was like just had the camera with I guess the intention of being like a vlogger I don't know to what end I had that camera and recorded everything I did but I definitely had some intention of like maybe I'll do something with this one day but yeah yeah the other thing that I do remember is um kindergarten graduation kindergarten graduation i had a lot of fun in kindergarten i remember us just not having the gown just having the cap 
in my ear. <laughs> I could see like part of my hair was out, but then the rest, you could like see my ears between my hair. It was really funny. But um, yeah, I still have that cap somewhere. But um, yeah, I have no idea if I have that cap somewhere. I remember in those like parental auctions. I don't know if I like badgered my parents or not about her, if they did it of their own accord. But like I have, I think it was a print or a copy of remember when we had to make all those little art drawings together and like, yeah, um, and like, I think I have like a board of everybody's like drawings from like second grade somewhere. Really? I think I do. If I find it, I'm heading home this weekend. I'll find it. I can send a picture to you because I might, I'll see if I can find it. Um, so were you actually in third grade with, did you leave third grade or did you leave? I did not make it. I left after second grade. So. Okay. So you wouldn't have remembered the third grade sleepover. No, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I do remember that. There was just a lot of spots of, like, memories mm -hmm. uh, that I, like, like, the first day of school, we had Nemo gummies. I just remember those. I just remember the Nemo gummies. That's it. And I remember Jessica and meeting Jessica and her dad and my mom was sitting next to me and we were talking. Like, that's that's one of the biggest memories I remember. I remember meeting Matthew for the first time. Oh, Matthew. I know. I haven't talked to him in a while. I have not either, but I remember that. It, I remember the uh, the pictures of that kindergarten graduation came up because my parents talked about, like, in planning from, like, my grad party and kind of graduation and pulling photos. There's mm -hmm. a photo of, I think, me and my parents in front of the whiteboard that says, like, high school class of 2022. Mm -hmm. And I think they were all like, man, that felt like so long ago and, and then it was and it was the moment of like and here we are so yeah that's it, it it's a very weird moment it's mm, that's very weird Ooh, I, I didn't even think about that like my parents never did something like that like when we were younger there's like class of this and it's, it's just very weird to be like away from high school and like know that 2022 like 10 or like you know seven eight years ago was like a long time like a long time away and it's just it's just very surreal it really is not to go down too deep of a rabbit hole my last question with this do you remember and or still have a copy of the book that we made in second grade called better together yeah. yes somebody does i don't know where mine went i've hunted for this thing for years I've, like, tried to see if the Shutterfly page is still active, but, like, I remember that book so vividly. I, yeah, and you had, like, the best friend at the end. This, the spaghetti goes with the meatballs or whatever. It was, it was so great. Yeah, um, I had chips and salsa. You did, yeah! Yeah. Oh, that was so great. I loved it. And, um, I think I still have it. It might be in my Litton Hall. We have, like, these bins that we have, like, we... Mm -hmm. it might be in there like in my second grade folder or something but i haven't looked but... yeah i haven't looked for that in forever but i was just like because we didn't we make it like really close like i remember vividly like i feel like the like 18th place sticks out in my mind of like out of hundreds of applicants or maybe thousands or millions let's say millions just for suspense we were like 18th place overall which felt like so close to like what the winner was. Yeah, I think we did get very like, very close to like the best. And we were, mm -hmm. I just, I was like, wow, okay, look at us go, little second graders. <laughs> We really, we really popped off on that one. That's yeah. very fun. Yeah, we did. That was the highlight of my life. <laughs> oh, it really was. I was like, I peaked. Um, <laughs> that was my peak, second grade. <laughs> I couldn't peak in high school because I peaked in second grade. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Speaking of high school and speaking of music, you're an, obviously a very, very musical person, somebody who has a lot of, you know, singing and great talent and expertise. And I'm super curious about your music taste in general, particularly like I'm building a school survival playlist, high school or whatever school survival playlist with all the people with all the song racks 
do you have any kind of like school survival songs that you had so um one of the songs that i've been listening to more recently just to get me through um is the song called never give up by sia um uh, it's i i don't know where it's from or anything other than that it's by sia um it's a really good song um has a very middle eastern type sound and but she sounds great on it um, I don't have a really specific genre of music that I like. And a lot of musicians will tell you that there, um, because all music is beautiful to us. Like mm-hmm. we have like, there's certain people who are like, I love country or I, I love rap or, you know, just those types of things. But we don't really, I, as far as I know, the people that I've talked to and my personal experience, I don't have a specific favorite. I like what gives me feeling, what makes me feel something. And whether that's popular music, you know, musical theater, um, you know, country, rock, anything, as long as it makes me feel something and think like what I want to do for everyone else, I love it. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel the same way. Yeah. Like I, I certainly, you know, I have the, the genres that I like to circle back to. Obviously, they've changed over the years. But yeah, any like just cool piece of music that I've found or I'm like, this is just really neat or really fun. Like my band, like I was in marching band in high school and our band director every Friday would do like Friday listenings and he would basically just pull like any kind of music, like whatever song he thought maybe students hadn't heard or would be really interested in or thought was really different and new, he would play for us. And so like it was so various and wild what we would listen to week to week, but it was really this like instilling this appreciation of kind of all of music and stuff. So now like I'll listen to a song and regardless of, you know, genre, be like, this is rad. This is going on the playlist or whatever like that i've also been exposed a lot like in in belmont to like more genres outside of western music so like things like korean opera and african music like they're very very different and like the timing is different the 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 pitching is different um and i've just learned a lot about how how you can make something sound good and it doesn't have to sound like what we think is or what our standards for sound is um i actually wrote a paper on what music is and what it does for people and and a lot of what i talked about was um how it doesn't matter what you think or like what you think about music or like whether you like a genre all music speaks to people and it speaks differently to people. And that's why I consider it a universal language. Um, If you can understand it through a feeling um, using the vibrations of sound, using the lyrical um, text, like those types of things are are what is what is what is going to um, make a song beautiful for somebody um, and not beautiful for somebody else. But everybody feels something when they hear it, if that makes any sense. It really does. I took first semester, took a sociology of music course for just kind of for fun. And I think one of the first assignments, like one of the first or second days of class professors like, all right, um, define music. And everybody's like, mm, don't know about that one. I think I was like, you know, I know it when I feel it. I know it when I hear it. And I think that that's kind of, uh, I certainly, you have a paper defining all of different, different things of music, but I feel like, yeah, it's so much of like, if it can kind of make you feel something, it can be music. I feel like there's no like rigid textbook definition that you can really do it without severely constraining what it could be so classical musicians i've that i've been in contact with 
have this specific, you know, structure definition. And it's it's just one of those words that doesn't have a specific definition. If you try to contain it, it's not going, it's not going to go very well for anybody. It's the same thing with like love. You can't, love is one of those words that you don't have a full definition for. Um, it depends on the person. If you contain that, then you're structuring love. And who wants to structure love, you know? Yeah. So. No, it seems in a weird way, almost boring. It's like too, con- it's like, why? Yeah. It's not fun. Yes. Yeah. It, it can be boring. It's like, that's also why like a lot of wars, when people ask me questions, like, what do you mean by that? Just so I know like what they're thinking instead of me using my, the structure of what I'm supposed, supposed to know about that phrase or that word and assuming something like ask somebody ask for more clarification just so they you you and them you both are on the same page and you both can understand each other if that makes sense absolutely does last question of the main interview is what would you tell your first year self in high school and your first year self in college my first year self in high school my first year self in college I would okay first year self in high school things are gonna be really tough you need for you at home at school um and at the end of the day you're gonna you're gonna be okay like you're going to find a place where you belong just wait it out um and you'll find people who make you feel like you belong too just be just be yourself because I really wasn't in high school I was so afraid um and I think now I regret that but I think I would have also regretted if I was myself I don't know there's just there was a very structured mindset at Highland and I don't know I I would have probably said just be yourself because no matter what you are going to be with you for the rest of your life might as well just get to know her you know um for college um I would say don't let your past experiences through high school middle school whatever family cause you to make decisions, um, uprooting decisions about your, um, your newer friends and the people that you will eventually call family, you know, don't let those past experiences make you feel a certain way towards somebody. I like both of those pieces of advice very, very much. They're both very important and very good things to think about and know going into to school, any real phase of life really. But I think especially these high school and college years are incredibly pivotal and incredibly volatile word that came to my mind and pivotal and impactful so i appreciate sharing you sharing both of those mm-hmm. that that brings us to the end of the main questions my final 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 question is do you have anything to plug anything to share anything you want to promote show your socials anything like that uh definitely go follow um, my main account i don't post any like music i'll i'll share that with you in a moment um I don't really post a lot of music on there right now, but once I like feel more comfortable with posting about my, my singing, it, it will start to get there. But right now it's just like, definitely go follow my social. It's CGS Lou, like L O U underscore three, three. Um, I believe, I think that's it. Um, and um, I will be of, in the next couple of years be putting stuff on Spotify and Apple Music. But right now I don't really have anything else. So yay! <laughs> yeah, it's so exciting. That's gonna be so much fun. I cannot wait to to see all that stuff on Spotify. I know that's not. I feel like it's Spotify is significantly easier to work with through podcasting for whatever reason than like music. I feel like music you have a lot more like complicated hurdles to get on the platform. So it's exciting. Congrats. <laughs> thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, listeners, for listening to another episode of the Student Council. I have been Carter Dvorak. That over there has been Colette. Colette, do you have any other final words before we head out of here? Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And thanks, Carter, for having me on. Yay. Thank you. Go follow all of Colette's socials. They're all going to be linked in the description, so you can just click on those and find them right there. After you do that, if you're so inclined, you could follow us at StucoPod or email us at StucoPod at gmail.com. Wishing you the best of luck and the best of times in all of your educational endeavors. The Student Council is adjourned.